This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. So this is a podcast all about you helping me confront my fears. And we've been circling the topic of my fears, you know, for a little while. And uh, I think we sort of circled one conclusion that perhaps my greatest fear might be having my bluff called. And um, I'm just sort of in the middle of having that happen just a little bit more these days, right? <laughs> Why uh, is it happening more these days? Oh, because fucking, I don't know, coffee in a case note and I'm the world's greatest and most popular lawyer and <laughs> everyone wants to take a shot at the king and I am the king and, you know, like, <laughs> it's just, I actually, like, not to, just so we're on the record here, I genuinely am the greatest... <laughs> lawyer on social media that there is just to have it on the record okay as the greatest lawyer on social media there is and i mean greatest in uh not merely social media presence but also skill set so if there's any other prominent social media lawyers that fucking want it with me great let's go find out who's better at doing their job uh, the answer is me and you know, as 50 Cent says, if they ever say we lose, we'll start it again. So, like, <laughs> you know, that's fine. So we'll just come back for another one. <laughs> but the bluff that's getting called at the moment is this little line that's tucked away in my bio or that you can find quite easily if you follow me on TikTok or that Shag, you and I have spoken about before, that I've done rap music in the past and that I can sort of spit a freestyle sort of off the top of my head reasonably quickly off the top so like these days for example today a clubhouse today on like lawyers and social media ended with like chatting with all these west coast usa lawyers who are all staying up late to listen to me talk who are like all right now james that was awesome if we could just finish off with just a quick freestyle <laughs> um james you're super super dumb Oh, what? Are oh, you going to go and call your mum? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, uh, this is pretty awkward. And it's about the third time this year. And that doesn't sound like much, but being called out to do a, like, like gentle diss freestyle rap in a very much non-battle scenario is what having your bluff called feels like. It very much is a this is growing up sort of moment. Whereas if it was 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, man battle all these idiots and now i'm like oh heavy is the head that wears the crown of greatest lawyer of all time which is how i'll go down but i didn't expect there to be quite so much battle rapping involved speaking of dreading having your bluff called mm. today's film is called dread d-r-e-a-d yeah it's from like let me work out what year it is You'll, if you just look up dread film it should show up i think it's from 2008 so, sorry, it's not that Judge Dredd one. No, no, it's D-R-E-A-D. 2012? Uh, no, 20, 2009. 
let's try. I've got this it. Here one. you go. Here you go. I got it. Two minutes thirty-one. Yeah, that's it. Sick. Fifteen thousand views. Uh, yes. Sick. Good number of views for a major movie trailer. Oh, that's pretty old. What is your strongest memory of feeling fear? I was there no more than ten minutes before some boy asked me what was wrong with my face. The concussion left me deaf for three years. You live with the notion that the thing that causes you the most terror could come back at any time. I can hardly stand to look at a piece of meat now. That's what I'm talking about. Honest to God, trauma. It's a school project, okay? It's not like we're curing cancer. This was never about a school assignment. Please. I just wanted you to see the next phase of my study. Can you hear me? This is where the threat begins. Let's see how hungry you have to be to get through that. I want your soul to open up for me. Ugh. Uh, okay, firstly, like, first red flag <laughs> is, like, <laughs> fucking produced by your boy Clive Barker in 2009. Yeah. Like, Clive Barker's 97 years old in 2009. It was based on a short story by Clive Barker. England's premier horror writer. Oh, my God. And I love that the concept is like, imagine if boggarts were real. And Shag, your Harry Potter rules that it's like Harry Potter's not scary. It really does stand to reason. It really does. No one's greatest fear is someone wandering around the house with an axe. As we've spoken about before, it's not a particularly scary thing. It's really hard. Like, I chop wood a moderate amount. It's hard to accurately chop wood, which is designed to be chopped by an axe, with an axe. The idea of killing someone who's not in the mood to be killed with an axe is almost complete nonsense. These scary things, not particularly scary, terrible casting. The um, red-haired main dude, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure you're the guy who like chats to Hugh Grant in the hallway of the um, of Notting Hill. Like, it just, I've never been less scared. Clive Barker, you suck, Dread, you suck. This is the worst one we've done. Anyway, tell me about it. So, well, th- this film was a suggestion. And I was gonna watch from it whom? from 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 whom throw him under the bus, Shaggy. No, no, this was a this was a suggestion, and from whom? This was a suggestion from Insta, and oh, so we're not so like whoever it is. Big thanks, and you got great taste. So no, congratulations. no, 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 no. But what what I thought was funny about it, I'd never heard of this film, mm. and. I was like, I'm intrigued intrigued by it. And then I read the Wikipedia synopsis and I was like, this synopsis is too funny for me to ever watch the film and flesh it out because the synopsis itself is so bizarrely and bluntly written that, number one, I think it highlights why horror is like a fun and dumb and stupid genre. But number two... Lol, this is going to be a great film to do on Spooko. Also, funnily enough, this Mm. film is about a group of students doing a fear study, exposing people to their greatest fears. It could be called Spooko the movie. No one can describe their greatest fears. (laughs) This is my point. No, but also, like, when you look at people's greatest fears, they're like public speaking, (laughs) like swimming in the ocean. 
they're very boring, normal things that people do every day. It's like to heighten your fear of public speaking, I'm going to make you public speak <laughs> in a stadium with a million people. <laughs> it's like, no. it's like great. All right, should we do this? Should we do Dread from 2009? No, let's just go home. I think, I think we've done it. Uh, well, look, this is a three-paragraph Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> they really get into it. <laughs> I'm shocked that this would have such a short synopsis. At a small college, Quaid and his friend Stephen do a... And then in in the writer's own inverted commas, fear study as a school project, recording people talking about their greatest fears. People don't know what their greatest fears are. I'd like, you know, Shag, your and my greatest fear is the same. It's basically our children or family getting hurt in some way. Becoming a bad dad. Yeah, which is similar. Like, and the thing you're scared of is not it for you. It is it for Golden Child. Mm. Like, you know, like, you know, things that go, but you know, and you, you are scared of spiders broadly. Anyway, this but sucks. wait, okay, so Quaid and his friend Stephen are doing fear study. We've set that up. Wait, wait for it. Because in What's the next the sentence... area of study? Like, are they anthropologists? <laughs> or are they historians? Or are they well, media I think students? From my understanding, or are they in high school? From my understanding, college in America is weird. You know how, like, everyone's, like, pre-med and pre-law? I think you just go to college and just study bullshit for a year. To just spend as much money as you can so they can milk money out of you and then you study an actual thing. Such a cynic. Shag, you've been hanging out on TikTok. <laughs> so Quaid, who mm. is one of the two undertaking this fear study, however, mm. is quite psychopathic and wants to take the fear to the next level. <laughs> End of sentence. Sorry, so is, it, so is that the first <laughs> sentence of the whole thing? That's the second sentence of this synopsis. Okay, so, yep. Quaid and Stephen are doing a fear study to get people to talk about their fears. Mm. But Quaid, because he's psychopathic, wants to take this study to, again, in the writer's own inverted commas, the next level. I'm not sure that's what psychopaths like. Is it? Well, wait, wait. Psychopathy is... Oh, sorry. Remember when we talked about our greatest fears? Yeah, okay. Because we're about to find out what Quaid's greatest fear is. Oh, is it like it's heights or something dumb or snakes? Quaid had seen his parents killed by an axe murderer as a child. This is his greatest fear. (laughs) (laughs) His parents are already dead. (laughs) I'm going to get killed again. (laughs) But because this is his greatest fear, he wants to learn what others dread... (laughs) Or find Spooko and how they deal with it in order to find a way to defy his own dread or Spookoness. So if he he learns that other people are scared of things, (laughs) then he will be less scared of what he is scared of. But also, like, learning to deal with public speaking is not the same as learning to deal with axe murderers murdering your parents. Imagine like exposure therapy to your parents being killed by axe murderers. Like it starts off with people you've never met being killed by axe murderers, and then like distant relatives, and you gradually work your way up. 
What's he trying to learn from the fear study? Feels like it would be a good podcast, though. <laughs> Every episode, we axe kill some more people and we just see what Quaid thinks about it. Quaid's like, oh, what? that was a bad one. <laughs> That was a tough that, one to deal with. That did remind me. So Stephen is the other guy <laughs> running the fear survey thing. And Stephen's brother had died while drunk driving. And Stephen wonders if his brother would still be alive if he had driven instead. I think that's his greatest fear. So his fear is sort of like, it's sort of more of a regret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like I'm with you there. All right. So Cheryl, who is the project. So it's not a great fear study. It's like we're doing fears, but we're also doing some regrets as well. Uh, so, so wait, this is where things get heavy, but also heavy in a really like hilariously shallow way. So Cheryl, who is the project's editor, was molested by her father as a little girl. He worked at a meat packing plant and smelled of meat while molesting her. To this day, she can't stand the smell of meat and refuses to eat it. So she's not scared of molestation. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, wait, scared of axe murderers. But she's like, well, meat's the thing that really ticked me off about that. Oh, God. Okay. Like, I, yeah. So to take it to the next level. Remember, Quaid's trying to find ways Haven't to deal with it. Have gone to the next level? No, because Quaid's trying to find ways to deal with his dread, remember? So to take it to the next level, he kidnaps Cheryl and locks her in a room with a slightly salted, well-cooked steak on a plate. What I think is really funny about this is, this is a three-paragraph Wikipedia synopsis, mm. but we've already described this steak more than anything else has been described. It's a slightly salted, well-cooked piece of steak on a plate. Also, well-cooked doesn't mean anything. <laughs> on, a, like, on a plate surely doesn't assist... At all. <laughs> like, yeah. Alright. After about a week. Oh, now remember, point. she's been locked in this room for almost a week. We know nothing about the room, but we do know the steak's on a plate. So yeah, that's good. yeah. Mm. She finally eats the entire piece of rotten beef. Now Joshua is a student... Uh, like, sorry. Was she scared of... Like starving is what? Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, yeah. So Joshua is a student whose fear is becoming deaf again because he temporarily lost his hearing after a childhood accident. So the following night, Quaid knocks him out and fires a gun next to his ear, shattering his eardrums and leaving him deaf again. Like, isn't this just, isn't this just a cruel sociopathic dude? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah. So Abby, another student, has a dark birthmark covering half her face and body, which she doesn't want anyone to see, terrified of being teased or shunned because of it. So Quaid sets up video footage of her stripping naked and shows it on every TV on campus showing her naked and covered in birthmarks. Humiliated, Abby fills her bathtub with bleach and starts scrubbing off her skin with steel wool. Stephen finds her naked and bleeding and gets her to the hospital. He then goes after Quaid. Wait, get this. Remember what Quaid's greatest oh fear is? God. Okay. He goes after Quaid with a fire axe. Joshua follows him, assuming Stephen and Quaid are working together. Oh, God. So we're into the final paragraph of Dread. 
far out. You okay? So when Stephen confronts Quaid, Stephen is knocked out and awakens tied to a chair. He manages to break free, but runs into Joshua, who thought they were in it together, who stabs him with the fire axe. Quaid shoots Joshua, killing him, and watches Stephen die from the axe wound. He then drags the body to a room in the basement where Cheryl is. He throws Stephen's body in along with a switch blade and says, let's see how hungry you have to be to get through that. He leaves her crying with Stephen's dead body with only a matter of time before she starts eating his flesh from hunger. That's the end of Dread. What? It wasn't even about anything. (laughs) (laughs) That sucked. But also he didn't get over his fear, or did he get over his fear of being... It turned out to be relevant. In the end, it's like, oh, that actually wasn't really what the movie was about. (laughs) This might actually be my favourite one. (laughs) In part, because I feel like it's like a 12-minute film. (laughs) It's a 12-minute episode. (laughs) Wouldn't wouldn't it be funny if three like anthropology students didn't understand what they were studying and just got a bit violent? I really oh. want to hear Quaid's podcast now, though. <laughs> <laughs> he slowly gets used to the idea of people getting killed from an axe murderer. Hey, guys, join us next week. <laughs> we're, we're bringing in Jono, my third cousin, who I got on really well with as a child, so it could be a bit upsetting. Let's see how we go. This is Dredo. <laughs> Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?